Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Welcome everybody. Let's take a moment to arrive into this space that we have here for the next hour or so together. Close down the eyes and breathe into the belly. I can hear kind of sounds coming in. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, Fanny, can you mute everyone, please? Thank you. So let's close down the eyes and arrive here, arrive into this space. Nice deep breathing on the inhalation, just letting the belly expand and the body expand. And on the exhalation, letting go, letting go of your morning. This is a time just for you to receive whatever it is that you want to receive from this masterclass. So... Keep breathing and opening to this moment. And any thoughts or any distraction, just breathe that out on the exhalation. Um, And if you want to let out some sound on the exhalation, a nice big sigh. Just to even more deeply fully arrive. And feeling your connection to the earth. Imagining roots coming down from your spine into the earth, feeling held and connected. You can even breathe energy up from the earth into your body. And if you like, you can, from the crown, feel the beautiful light of the cosmos of divine pouring down your crown into your third eye, into your body. And opening your eyes when you're ready. So this is very exciting. I'm so grateful to be here with you all and share the gifts of Tantra and give you a deeper understanding of what this tradition is, why and how it's made such a huge impact on my life and how it can make a huge impact on your life. It's it's always interesting when, you know, I jump on these things. It's like, okay, I've got an hour, what to share, how much to share. I think probably where I'll start is that, the thing that I love most about Tantra is that it doesn't mean that to be on the path of Tantra, we don't have to push away the human experience. We don't have to transcend the human experience. And my upbringing, I was exposed to a lot of personal development through my beautiful father. I was introduced to meditation at a very early age. I was introduced to a lot of practices that support these upper chakras to open, that supported me into greater spaces of love and awareness, and that was really beautiful. And there was this part of me that had to bypass my emotional body and had to bypass my sexuality because I didn't really know what to do with my emotions. I also didn't really know what to do with my desires I'm like you know why am I having these strange desires why am I having this anger and rage and getting irritated and okay I'm going to come back to meditation I'm going to come back to affirmations and you know really harm myself about being this perfect person and I, I feel like there is a overriding theme in humanity 
that causes a lot of damage to the psyche and to our level of happiness, which is this theme that centres around we have to be a certain way in order to be a mother, a father, a spiritual person, a teacher, a leader, whatever, an electrician, whatever you're identifying with, right? And I certainly had all this pressure on me until I found Tantra and all of a sudden I was being given permission to feel and to express my feelings and I was being given permission to express from my vulnerability and I, I was having, having exposure to practices which were connecting me to other people. And I'd never had that in all of my spiritual journey. It was all about connecting with myself, controlling my emotions, controlling my desires and pushing away in, in a lot of ways the human experience, right? So in my early 30s, I was 31, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer and th this is what really put me on the path of Tantra, I started to get curious. I'm like, I, I had an understanding that the physical and the energetic and the emotional were very connected. So I'm like, okay, if I've manifested cancer in my womb, then my body's trying to tell me something. And what I'm what I'm doing is somehow out of out of sync, out of alignment. And I, with a, with a series of divinely orchestrated events, I met a shaman who introduced me to my feelings. And <laughs> I, I remember the ecstasy of finally breaking out of this cage that I'd created for myself. You know, it took me a while. It took me about five hours of him poking me and guiding me to feel something, you know, to feel something other than bliss or other than happiness without shame. And I remember when I first had this tinge of like anger, I was like, <sighs> and then, but I was so used to pushing it down. But after a few sessions with him, I was roaring like a beast. I had so much rage inside of me that I had been suppressing. I'm like, fuck. That was all inside of me and I wasn't even conscious of it. What else am I not conscious of? And for those of some of you who know me, you know that I spent seven years at university. I've got a law degree. I've got honours in philosophy and my the thesis for philosophy that I embarked upon was the exploration of the unconscious and the, the main master who I was, who I was basing my thesis on was Carl Gustav Jung. And it was kind of coming back to me, everything about the unconscious in a different way. I'm like, okay, so if all of these emotions inside of me were unconscious, what else is unconscious? And then I started traveling around the world and going to every Tantra event that you can possibly imagine, you know, and in particular, with ISTA, the International School of Temple Arts, who I was a teacher with for some time until my partner, one of my partners, came with me to an ISTA training and this was my first moment of discovering how much in my life I have bypassed my soul's calling or not being in full alignment with my soul because I was more interested in the easy path, right? So I was really enjoying myself. I was travelling around the world, teaching with ISTA. They, this, this organism taught me so much about my emotional body, about my wildness, and then my partner at this particular time bellowed at me some hard truths and said to me, I know you and I know what you hold and there is a greater safety 
what can be happening which isn't happening here. And I'm watering it down. <laughs> he is the, he's a very transcendent man, a beautiful man. And when he's in his transcendent channeling, it can be quite easy to just listen because truth was being fired at me. And this is when I realised I needed to start my own school. And I realised that Tantra, this beautiful tradition that supports the unleashing of our emotions, that supports the unleashing of our desires, of our sexuality, that supports us to talk about how we really feel, that supports us to dance naked, you know, that supports us to take off our masks and be our real self actually requires some of the safety that was inherent in my background. So I also studied somatic experiencing, trauma therapy, emotional freedom technique, and I kind of turned my back on a, a lot of my old life. I had to kind of polarise into full human experience because I'd spent so long controlling the human experience. I had two children at the time. I've got a 19-year-old and a 14-year-old who, by the way, are my greatest teachers. I'm sure they'll come into this at different phases. I do want to say, though, that, you know, part of the beauty of a tradition that honours the human experience means it, it's like when my kids were younger, there was the time I would take to meditate and do my practice. And then there was the time to be with my kids and do all of that. And I would get irritated, but breathe. And then I'm like, I've got to go meditate and shut the door. So Tantra opened the fucking door. It's like, okay, you're not just going off and meditating. You are going to meditate when you're with your kids. You're going to meditate when you're with your beloved. You're going to meditate when you're making love. You're going to meditate in those moments when a child is screaming and you are tearing your fucking hair out. And I give so much thanks to Tantra for making it possible for me to live in the world with the people that I love and that that is not separate to my spirituality. It's like my spirituality used to be my cave. It's like, oh, okay, now I can just relax. And so I'm going to talk later into you know, practices that you can utilise in your everyday life, simple things like breathing and having a mantra and validating your feelings. But I'll get back to that. So here I am going, okay, so we have Tantra, which has broken me out of the cage. Then we have my other life that was very controlled. And then we have possibly a middle path where the wildness that Tantra gives us permission to feel is also contained by an understanding of psychology, of somatic therapy, of philosophy, of the conditioning that has been there from our childhood and our trauma. So what I started to create was a school, a Tantra school, that I feel is a feminine approach to Tantra where, you know, some Tantra, white Tantra is all, is, is all on, the, on, on this line, on the connection to God, connection to spirit, meditation, and then we have Red Tantra, which is where a lot of my training was, that wildness. And I started seeing that White Tantra is very like my, my pre-existing life, right, and very complemented by a lot of that methodology. And then, you know, th this Red Tantra that comes together with this and all of my knowledge, wow, what do we have? So I started writing. Started writing like you wouldn't believe, and I've now written seven books that have been converted into online courses. And the school just was really blossoming. I would meet people who were blown away by the teachings and saying, "Okay, we want you here. We want you there." I was having hosts. I started these eight-week online courses with a beautiful young lady, Erin, who saw a vision, and then I met Tara, and that's when. 
that's when the academy went next level. It wasn't even an academy then. It was called the Alaya Tantra School. And this is when we started to birth a huge vision. So, you know, anyone who knows Tara knows that she's this amazing, amazingly intelligent, devoted woman who has an amazing capacity to synthesize and to bring structure to teachings and to sing into the world her greatest passion, which is to create more love and liberation and freedom. So our hearts really connected. And yeah, we we created the academy together. And I'm really so humbled to be in a position now where we're launching a practitioner training that is going to bring my life's work into the lives of people who can then bring it forth to others. And why am I so happy about that? I'm so happy about that because the world needs this. You know, the world needs to know how to ask for what they need. The world needs to know how to feel their feelings instead of avoiding them with addiction and suppression and masks and inauthenticity or, you know, spewing their emotions all over someone. It's like, how, how do we know what to do with our emotions? Where are we taught what to do with our emotions? And a lot of people think that Tantra is all about sex because it includes sex, right? But the main scripture of Tantra, which is the Vigyambara Tantra, which is 5,000-year-old scripture that's so beautiful, is comprised of 112 meditations and like six or seven of those are about sexuality. The, these are meditations that take us into the body to discover God. And when I say God, like I know some people have stuff around that word and sometimes I'll, you know, use the word universe or love or cosmos or union. But at the end of the day, all of those words have connotations, whereas God is this like when you hear the word God, it's like how can you define it? So all I'm referring to is the mysterious force that has some design to things which supports us in this human experience and supports us beyond this human experience. So what I also love about Tantra is that it's a path to self-realisation that we are looking at the body and how to discover God through the body. We can also go out of the body, you know, beyond form to discover that. So nothing is lost. And because it's all inclusive, any other tradition or modality that's in alignment with this beautiful piece of Tantra that honours both beyond form and form is welcome, right? So I've met a lot of people who have become my clients who were strict yogis. And, you know, they tell me the story of how they became so disciplined and yet left the human experience behind. And then they're coming to me because they've kind of come back like I did and gone, okay, but what about relating? Because I'm finding that tricky. (laughs) And I actually want a relationship. And what about sex? Because I'm finding that tricky. And actually, I do want to start having sex. So what, it's our birthright to want to enjoy flesh, to want to enjoy all of the sensations that are available to us. And, you know, some tantric circles that I've entered, there's so much of the wildness and so much permission for the emotional body and for sexuality to be there in a spiritual environment that people can get a little bit over the top with it and excessive, right? It's kind of like, oh, I'm just going with the flow, you know, or I'm honouring myself or this is what I'm desiring and I'm following what I'm desiring. And, yes, that's beautiful and we need to be able to be discerning. We need to feel the impact that our actions have on others. So there are practices in Tantra which a lot of them centre around this central channel in our body where we're able to breathe energy up from the lower centres, acknowledging the lower centres but breathing up and also utilising our consciousness. So to me, 
any tantra needs to teach people how to breathe, how to meditate, how to deeply feel into themselves and have healthy boundaries. And, you know, part of my somatic training was about really going into the body and this is where somatic experiencing and tantra really come together. The focus goes away from what's happening externally, away from whatever story we're running in our minds so that we can go breathe into the body and go, what am I actually feeling? And then, and this isn't rocket science, but 95% of the population ain't doing this, right? This is a valid experience. I can actually acknowledge this feeling. I don't have to avoid it. I don't have to make someone wrong because of it. I don't have to spew all over someone. I get to just feel it, right? And then the next step is if there's a lot of charge to that feeling, we actually express that charge. So I'm going to give you a really simple practice that will change your life. I'll have a drink first. Next time you feel irritated, next time you feel a bit angry, next time you feel sad, don't ignore it. Don't rationalise yourself out of it. Don't judge yourself for it. Breathe. Yeah? Just breathe. Okay. I'm a bit irritated. And, you know, the, still my kids, you know, I'm good at breathing when I get triggered. My kids, if they're really irritating me, I can just be like, ah! and then I'm like, okay. And then they'll say to me, Mum, just breathe. I'm like, my teachings against me. I don't say that, but I think that. So I'm going to give you this practice, but just know that sometimes even the person telling you does not do this practice. <laughs> 90% of the time I do. And it's very simple, very profound, and probably one of the most difficult things that you can do, you can train yourself to do, and yet make the biggest difference to your life. So in a moment when you feel a lot of charge, just breathe. few times and see if you can be with what is here without avoiding it and without lashing. That's just one technique that will change your life. And then you can respond relative to the amount of charge. So sometimes breathing is enough and then you're able to communicate. Sometimes there's so much charge, you need to take yourself away and what you're actually experiencing in that moment is adrenaline in the body. Now, a lot of spiritual traditions, they don't acknowledge adrenaline. They don't acknowledge the sympathetic nervous system. So a quick definition of the sympathetic nervous system, when it's working for us, it's focus, it's determination, it's, it's will, it's like, let's get shit done. When it's not serving us, it's fight and flight and an excess of energy. And we can feel very out of control in those moments, but not out of control in a good way. Like, I can think of it, can do anything. Some people get very anxious and panic. Okay, so we've breathed. Then we can either communicate or there's still a big charge, which is the adrenaline in the body. And we need to actually acknowledge that adrenaline and release it. So Tantra, in its uniqueness, says that life is a combination of sympathetic and parasympathetic. Parasympathetic is the rest and digest state where we're social, we're functioning, we're cool, we can communicate, we can do shit. We're not paralyzed or taken over by strong emotions. So Tantra says both of these exist in the ebbs and flows. There's a lot of other traditions. It's like, let's just get everyone into parasympathetic all the time, right? 
and some some therapies as well. And then we've become hyper vigilant about being in a parasympathetic state. It's like, oh, I have to be calm all the time. That's not that's not human nature, right? There are times when our feathers are going to get ruffled. And, you know, when my feathers get ruffled now, most of the time it's ecstatic, right? So I'll take you into this, right? It was just yesterday I got really frustrated with my son and, you know, asked him to help me with something and he said no and everything in me wanted to just go after everything I've done for you today. You know, we've all heard that from our parents. I can't believe you just can't empty the dishwasher before I take you to basketball. I didn't. I grieved. Mind you, when I came out of my process, the dishwasher was empty. This is this is part of the beauty of this practice. You actually get what you want a lot more when people can feel you. I went into my room. I grabbed a pillow. Now, this is a very advanced practice. <laughs> Not at all. Very natural. You grab a pillow and you just punch it. And you're like... And you get some of that adrenaline out and then you feel better. And it takes like 20 seconds. And then you feel what's underneath that. And maybe there's sadness. Maybe you've had a big day. Maybe that was on the surface, the dishwasher, but there was all these other things, which there was for me. You know, I've been like, my consciousness has been with this masterclass, I've moved house. I've spent the night in emergency with my partner the other night. Like, there's been a lot going on. So then, you know, there was, there was stuff that needed to move with that. So I let that move. And then I'm ready to go into parasympathetic, right? Then I'm ready to breathe. It's safe to share how I feel and what I need, right? I always have to remind myself of that. Now, I came back out ready to say to my son, hey, I feel a little sad. I really need you to help me sometimes when I ask and that would make me feel appreciated. No story, no dumping. And I came out and he'd already into He's like, I'm like, thanks, mate. And he's like, <laughs> that's so beautiful. And, you know, sometimes nothing has shifted in the external reality after I have a process and then I share how I feel and what I need. And so... Tantra has all of these amazing relational practices that are sometimes completely simple, just like breathing, feeling, releasing some adrenaline, asking for what you need, right? Sometimes just feeling into as part of your daily meditation, moment-to-moment meditation, what am I desiring now, what's in my joy right now. So what if meditation was a way of life and that what meditation means is that you're committed to a process of bringing your awareness and awareness in Tantra is Shiva, the masculine principle, who's this guy here, pretty sexy, I reckon. So bringing Shiva, bringing your awareness into relationship with Shakti, the waves behind me, with the emotion, with the movement, with the fluidity, and feeling what's here, whether it's a desire, whether we're wanting to follow our joy, whether it's an emotion. And this is actually revolutionary because we have everybody walking around in their minds distracted thinking about the future thinking about the past on social media focusing on how an audience is responding focusing on how many likes we're getting this and this and this and uh, it's really sad it's really sad how distracted we are as a culture and where we're placing our attention So Tantra says, let's take our attention away from distraction and let's bring our attention in here. And then as you get into the more advanced practices of Tantra, we start to look at our shadows, our unconscious. And, you know, this is a whole masterclass in itself, but basically your body is the unconscious. 
when you can breathe into your body, it's a mystery. You get curious. You get curious about the base. And you're like, okay, what am I feeling? And you feel that. What do I need? What am I desiring right now? If we're not feeling good about something, we actually go, does a boundary need to be set? And we're no longer settling for a life where we're living in our minds, which is just fucking stressful, right? The mind is always in the past and the future. What does it mean to be in the body? It means that when you step outside, you're actually looking at the beautiful trees and appreciating them. Means when you're putting your feet on the sand, you're feeling the beautiful sand. When you jump into the ocean, you're feeling the ocean. When you're taking a sip of tea, you're actually drinking it and tasting it. When you're eating food, when you're with a beloved, you're in that intimacy. So, so another part of Tantra is that it's more about experiencing life than thinking about life, right? And a trap, a big trap that a lot of spiritual people get into or people who are on a path of self-realisation through whatever means, psychology, somatic experiencing, trauma therapy, is that it just gives us another reason to be in our mind. Oh, I'm getting more embodied and this was my process and that was my process and this is what happened to me as a child, which is why I behaved this way. And start pointing out to our partners and the people that we love, you're going into your wounded feminine, you're going into your women, blah, blah, fucking blah, right? Real tantra is when you live a life of authenticity, when you are in this moment, in this beautiful body-based meditation of speaking your truth from your heart, from your womb, of creating intimacy. You know, Tantra is about community and connection. It's, all, it's also about here and this inner union and looking inside, but the paradox is that actually when you're truly here and when you're truly breathing and feeling, you're a human and it is natural for humans to want tribe, to want to connect, to want to feel the beauty of union. So inner and out of union are these beautiful energies in Tantra that we dive into so that we can experience more happiness. And this isn't about being in the mind or theories, although theories can sometimes be helpful initially. But in your day-to-day, in your relationships, where you want to be is here. Where you want to be is real with how happy am I with this person? How happy am I in this job? How happy am I living where I'm living? And you don't know that if you're in the head. You need to feel. You need feeling puts you in touch with the truth. And, you know, it's so cliche that happiness is within. And it's true. <laughs> That's why everybody says it. So how do we find happiness within? We get to know ourselves from within. And you, you can't get to know yourself from within when your focus is on the external. You can't come to know yourself from within if you're not actually feeling the reality of your life. So let's all close our eyes down again for a moment. And just feel the vibration of your breath. some of the beautiful practices in the Vigyambhava Tantra and meditations that open our senses. So right now, just listen. What can you hear? What do you see when you close your eyes? Actually look at the darkness behind your lids. What do you feel? How does the, how do the clothes on your skin feel? The chair that you're sitting on, the beating of your heart. What can you taste in your mouth?
how is energy moving right now around you and in your body? Just bring some awareness inside, into this beautiful body temple. And then ask your body, right now as you've been listening to all of this, just take a moment to heal. Let the breath guide you. Inhale, expand, exhale the mind into the earth, the thoughts into the earth. And get curious about your life. If you're in a relationship, feel the relationship. Are you truly happy? Are you more, are you mostly happy in this relationship? Do you feel a beautiful sense of love and freedom and mutual respect? Are you happy in your home where you live? Does it feel good? Are you happy in your career? Does it feel good? And opening your eyes. So feeling happy is your birthright. And it doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. I'm happy most of the time, despite the fact that things come up and I'm like scream and shout and punch a few pillows and cry. You know, that can all become ecstatic when we're not resisting it. There's even a joy in that somehow. But I used to think that I had to struggle and I had to be with the struggle and I had to transcend the struggle and overcome the struggle and talk about the struggle. And you know what? Your body's going to tell you where you're meant to be. Your body is going to be like, yeah, this relationship is fueling me. This relationship is aligned with my soul. This career is aligned with my soul. It lights me up. And, you know, we're going to talk about being a confident practitioner tomorrow in tomorrow's masterclass. And one of, one of the aspects of that is that actually you're doing what you love, right? You can't be confident, a confident practitioner if you're not loving what you're doing. And I'm going to go more into that. But anything that you choose in life, an easy way is just go back to your childhood. You know, when I was a kid, you know what I did when I played? I put all of these toys in front of me when I was a teacher. I was giving them, t- telling them all, okay, so this and this and, and teaching them. Like, of course I'm meant to be a teacher. I was doing it when I was a kid. What were you doing when you were a kid? Were you building shit? Were you riding horses? Were you singing? Were you playing? Were you doing hair? Putting makeup on people? You know, and there's nothing wrong with whatever it is, but another part of the beauty of Tantra, I'm pretty devoted to Tantra in case you didn't notice. I think it's the bee's knees. But another part of the beauty that I love is that it honours the innocence of the child and it takes you back into a childlike, not childish, but childlike state because children... They're not thinking about everything so much. They are feeling. When they're angry, they scream. When they're sad, they cry. When they want something, they ask. Until they're conditioned not to. Until they're told not to throw a tantrum, not to cry, to go to their room when they're angry. And then we're sitting in a fucking room for 12 years as we're educated to not think for ourselves which will be another part of tomorrow's masterclass, finding your unique resonance, overcoming the conditioning of the education system and well-meaning parents that tells you that you need to fit into a certain mould. It's bullshit. 
right? What you need to do is find your soul's superpower and resonance. So a lot of the tantric practices that have really transformed my life that I took about two years synthesizing into the practitioner training, a lot of those practices have come from my own shedding of my conditioning because until we are not, we are just a replication of our parents. And we might be doing it better. We might be doing it differently. So right now, close your eyes down again and just ask yourself as you breathe into your body and feel this. Maybe you're curious about something. Feel it. Breathe. How am I still living the life that my parents lived or are living? How am I a replication of my parents? Then feeling into your ancestral line and the patternings of your family. And opening the eyes. So children learn mainly through imitation in the first seven years when personality is formed. So we can't help it. But then there are practices, amazing practices and methods that support you. And if you want to be a practitioner, support your clients to release the conditioning that entraps you into a personality that does not reflect your true soul. And what these practices do is they bring you into the body, they bring you into your desires, they help you to talk to the different parts of yourself that have been conditioned, they help you to let parts of you out of the cage that you were told are not okay, they help you to find new parts that you didn't even know were there. They help you to feel what's here when you are completely yourself. So Tantra is not the path of pushing and trying to get somewhere or be something. It's the path that says all the change that you need to happen in your life will happen when you know that actually you don't need to change, that you can be yourself. But to be ourselves, we need to be in this body. We don't know how to be in this body. So that's the discipline. That's the practice. And, you know, I started saying earlier that some, I don't know if, if I, how much I went into it, I don't think much, you know, some tantra fields, there's all this wildness that it can get excessive and there's no discipline with that. There's no safety in that. And, and that's really important. An important part of the work is to realise that it's become unnatural for us to be natural. So it is natural to release adrenaline in the body when it arises, right? That's what a child does. It's natural. We think about it, we avoid it, we dump it, our adrenaline, and it all just stays stuck in our bodies. And we're like, I listened to this podcast, I read this book, I went to this retreat, I did this, this, and this, and this. I understand that I need to put my attention where energy needs to flow. I understand that happiness comes from within. I understand it's really good to meditate. I understand this, this, and this, and this. Why am I doing it? Because there's all this adrenaline trapped in your body, right? And all of these beliefs that have come from your conditioning that are like this, right? And we need to start doing this and opening our kundalini and allowing energy to flow. You know, there's so many practices in Tantra with this central channel. And I love central channel practices because it's, it's honouring Shakti, it's honouring the feminine, it's honouring that wave, but it's also saying let's bring that wave into consciousness and then down and 
you know, so we've got the horizontal waves moving, but then we can bring it in and find a way to bring it into consciousness. And that's what the methods and practices of Tantra do, essentially. But the discipline, the practice to come into the body is really difficult when we're triggered, if we're never doing it any other time. So one thing that I recommended all of my retreats and workshops these days is a really simple practice that, okay, so the first practice I gave you that's going to change your life is to breathe deeply when you feel irritated or angry or that adrenaline rising, right? Sounds easy. Trust me. Not so easy. So this is your first assignment after this masterclass. The second assignment, if you're ready for something a bit bigger, is to every day, every single day, begin a practice of actually consciously going into the sympathetic nervous system, your adrenaline, and then consciously going into the parasympathetic nervous system, a relaxed state. You can just do five minutes of each, right? Use your intuition, the length of time. If you've got time to have a shower and get your physical body clean, You've got time to do this and get your energetic emotional body clean because probably your dirty emotional energetic body is causing you a lot more stress than if you were a bit stinky, just FYI. <laughs> so let's just place both as equally important. Let's just say both are equally as important, that the clearing and purifying and cleansing of the physical body And the cleaning and clearing and purifying of the emotional energetic body are at least just as important as each other. So what, what would this look like? So you just you shake, maybe punch some pillows, and you feel adrenaline in your body that's built up over the day, over the week, over the year. Now breath, sound, and movement are the three portals in Tantra into the body, right, with a meditative awareness. So you're utilising, you're breathing into what's in the body, sounding and moving. Now some people are so numb and dissociated that it can be very hard to feel. So think about a situation. Think about your mum who shifts the ball, or your dad who pressures you too much, or your partner who still doesn't take the bins out even though you've asked him every day, or your child who still doesn't empty the dishwasher without moaning and groaning. Whatever it is, right? Or maybe it's a bigger belief, like I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. So use the mind at first if you need to. Go, okay, what is it that causes stress in my life? And then take that into the body and actually feel it. And then what something that happens is once we unlock one feeling, it gives a chance for other feelings to come up. It's like we're activating that adrenaline, we're activating the emotional body, and then just shake, move, sound, and then however long you've done that for, so I would say a minimum of five minutes and my Spotify playlist for Chantel Raven, I have Adrenaline Release as a playlist and then Parasympathetic is another playlist. Feel free to use those. And then just go into Shavasana, just lay, feel yourself grounded into the earth, 100% guaranteed that you relaxing after releasing adrenaline is going to be so much easier than before. You know how many people I meet who are trying to meditate but they've got so much adrenaline in their body that all of that adrenaline is just buzzing in the mind, just frenetic energy, and this is what we do with adrenaline. We just take it into the mind and <laughs> what happens if it's in the body? We let it be in the body. We actually feel that it's in the body. We fucking shake that shit up. We oh, instead of taking it out on someone or running away from it by smoking way too much pot or drinking way too much wine or running away from our lives, leaving everyone where we live, you know, whatever it is, you're grasping too tightly. What if we can just go, let's just feel it and let go? <laughs> let's give freedom to this adrenaline instead of trapping it. 
And then we lay down and we're in an authentic parasympathetic and I love the buzz and the feeling and I'm feeling all alive and then just, and, you know, I love the saying, the first five minutes of your day determines the success of your life. And let's just say that success is happiness. This 10 minutes I'm proposing is going to be a key to your happiness and a key to you no longer running away from the people that you love and hiding who you really are and no longer dumping on the people that you love. So when you're in that parasympathetic, you meditate. You feel what's here. You focus on your sensation. Maybe you want to rotate your awareness around your body. Maybe you want to earth breathe. You know, just breathing with the earth. I love doing that. Maybe you want to flood yourself with light. Maybe you want to do some central channel breathing, whatever it is. And then give yourself some new, some new programming. And safe to be in my body without stress. Feeling it's here. That's a great mantra. So mantra is a strong practice in Tantra and deity worship. And, you know, there's, there's, there's so much, so much beauty. But this mantra, this verbal mantra is my favourite and one that I use often. It's safe to be in my body without stress, feeling what's here. Or another one that I've been using recently in this amazing relationship I'm in where there's so much love and presence it's like some at, at the beginning I found it quite overwhelming even though I've been very well loved in my life Matisse takes loving presence to the next level I had to start this mantra of like okay it's safe to receive love without stress <laughs> in my ease and pleasure because I'm just I, in this last year I've had more pleasure and ease than my whole life. And whatever the nervous system isn't accustomed to feels dangerous. So, you know, the other part of the wondering, you know, we're wondering why the podcasts and books and stuff that we're reading aren't integrating. And there's that because we're not actually integrating through the body. And then there's this other part of like, wow, I've got someone loving me. Why can't I just receive that? Why am I sabotaging this? Because your nervous system doesn't feel safe. You've got to give time for your nervous system to feel safe. And you have to release a lot of the adrenaline and fear that's in your body around that. Same with money. You know, I've been on a journey in the last year as well around receiving money at a new level without stress. And I've always worked hard all my life, like 12-hour days and six days a week and that changed a lot with COVID and living in Bali and then it changed to a whole new level and now I only work I only do sessions three days a week which is unheard of like the past 20 years I've been coaching and with people almost every day and even when I'm not when I'm socializing I am so all of these new boundaries came in and my mantra was it's safe to receive money without stress in my ease and pleasure. It's like, what? Really? And then the more I slow down, I could feel that adrenaline of like, but if I'm not working, money's going to stop. So I have to burn that adrenaline, right? And then come into parasympathetic. So people are either too much in the adrenaline and always releasing or too much in the parasympathetic and always in the manifestation and rewiring. We need both. We need to heal the nervous system and expand the nervous system equally. And that is the premise of the practitioner training that I'm bringing into the world. It's an opportunity for you to go on a journey into that and to take others into a journey of that. And every practice in that manual has a component of activation, of releasing adrenaline, and then a component of integration and coming into parasympathetic. So if you are feeling called into the healing arts and you resonate with that, and, you know, everything I'm saying, like I'm, I'm not here telling you to be like me or to be a tantra practitioner. That might be your path. So here, here's a portal into it if it is. 
but you need to find your own truth and your own path. And the invitation is to, no matter what path you take, to make sure that you're integrating that into the body so that you can actually feel the happiness that is your birthright. Yeah. So everyone close down the eyes again. And just breathe. The inhalation, feel the belly rising. The being expanding and the exhalation, let go. What's here now in the body? Can you just love on that? Acknowledge that, be with that. You are beautiful just as you are. You are worthy of being loved just as you are. Nothing about you needs to change. You just need to perhaps be devoted to a path of remembering who you are, of stripping away who you're not and vibrating your beautiful, unique soul into the world into your relationships so that you can receive the love and happiness and abundance and glorious sensations that are available to you. So I'm going to close in a moment, but before I do, I want us all to bring our hands to our heart and thanks to ourselves for being here and showing up for the journey. And I'd like to give thanks to Tantra and all of my incredible teachers and masters who've helped me be here with you all. And while our hands are on our heart, let's feel an intention to breathe a bit deeper to be in our bodies, to get real with who we are and what we feel so that we can create the life that our soul is destined to live. There are no limitations to what you can experience in this lifetime. You deserve the life, the career, the relationship, my environment that lights you up from the inside out. And what if you were the beginning of a new ancestral line in your family that as liberation and love at the centre that doesn't compromise your happiness. And if you feel called to the Academy, we are here with you and for you on the beautiful, difficult journey of remembering who you truly are and embodying that fully and shamelessly. Feeling that flame in your heart and lighting up with that flame. Nice deep breath. Mm. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. 
for more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.